Hello there, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman, and you're listening to Exploring Different Brains. Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. Today, we're real lucky to have the psychologist and author, Dr. Lauren Gerber, here. Lauren, welcome. Thank you for having me, Hacky. So, well, what kind of psychology do you do? That's a very good question. A little bit of everything, I think. I've been doing it 20 years now, so it's evolved over time. And uh, you treat individuals and families. Child and family, I used to say. And now I say all children that have grown up into adulthood with me can still stay. So you've treated people for a long time. Yes. Okay. What's the big difference between treating a child and an adult? Children make a lot of progress. <laughs> Adults, not so much, huh? Children are young. Um, they're interested in making change. They're motivated. Um, they're not set in their ways, generally. So there's a lot of room for um, positive energy and hope. So there's a tremendous amount of hope in my practice. Now, where are you from originally? Chicago, Illinois. All right. And when you, when you, you practice in Chicago for some time, right? Yes. Did you do a lot of school psychology then? I spent about a decade in the school systems doing a lot of testing, um, evaluations. That was during a time where children were labeled in order to get services. It's changed a little bit now. Now more um, the direction has gone response to intervention. So pretty much anyone who has a need can get some help in the school system if they demonstrate the need. How would you get into writing? Writing evolved. Um, out of my practice, working with families, I would give little assignments. Um, My first book, Kitchen Table Therapy, is a compilation of all these little take-home things. Families would come in and say, we're having a really hard time at the dinner table with manners. And so I'd say, well, why don't we try this and make a little game out of it? And they'd go home and practice it. But more interestingly, they'd come in and say, oh, I told my neighbor about this, and they're doing it too. Um, And then months would go by, and another family would come up with something they were working on, and I'd give them an exercise to work on at home again at the dinner table. And it became a way to take child psychology into the home. And so I put it together in a book, and the writing evolved naturally from the work. And how does somebody find that book? That book is online, both on my website and on barnesandnoble.com. Okay. What is your website? Uh, DrLaurenGerber.com. So I've looked at some of your books, and they have fantastic illustrations. Tell us about your illustrator. Norman Bendel and I have been working together for about a decade. He's a humorous illustrator, so he takes very serious topics and he brings to them humor and real-life genuineness that really make the reader understand what, whatever he's talking about. So I love his work. And do you have any subspecialty, Lauren, within your practice of psychology? I think within my practice, child and family and parenting would be subspecialties, but probably also autism. Norm Bendel and I are working on the Dr. Lauren Library, and the first book in that library is on autism. We're taking diagnoses that children are giving, and then we're describing them using his humorous way of illustrating from the first person, and then using that story like to lead into a professional guide for parents and adults where there are websites listed, diagnostic criteria listed, and other things. How'd you get into autism? Naturally, I think. Um, The diagnoses, um, when DSM came out, 
just recently it became a very large spectrum. But the individuals that I was seeing all along with learning needs, social skills needs, um, various challenges interacting in their family, language needs. So a, a lot of different symptoms have now become part of ASD or the autism spectrum disorder. So all of those children were being seen for different things and then it became um, a big umbrella diagnosis. So I thought it was time to write something about it. I made the first chapter in the Asper Tools book, Anxiety, because I think that plays a big part in everything. What's been your experience with anxiety? Anxiety, um, to me, if we're not looking at it as a diagnosis, but as a state of feeling, is the state of not feeling comfortable in your own skin. And so anybody who walks into my office who's asking me to respectfully journey through their life with them are coming in because they have some degree of anxiety about how they're living, and they want some help, and they want somebody to reflect back, someone to be a sounding board, someone to help with that anxiety. So anxiety seem to, seems to be comorbid with many, many other types of um, disabilities. With these kids who are on the spectrum or having learning disabilities or challenges, uh, what have you noticed about their family structure? Is there any commonality? <sighs> If they come to my office, they're being brought in by parents who care, parents who are trying to, to find some help, who, who need a multidisciplinary team. They've probably already been to a neurologist, a psychiatrist, their pediatrician, and those individuals said, let's, let's put our heads together and get a child psychologist involved. So caring families, supportive families, but families that have been on this train for a little while and they want to know, um, are there other options? What can they do to make life easier? What do you tell the siblings? What do you tell the brothers and sisters? The siblings are often in family therapy with, with me, um, not in their own individual therapy necessarily, but we have a big whiteboard in the office, and I'll write on it, and I'll say, here's mom, and here's dad, and here's the child that I'm seeing, and the siblings, and we'll talk about how does everything affect you, this whole big picture. And I think the siblings are, are very adept at saying how they feel, in the book, um, Autism and You, there's a sibling to Billy, and his sister is uh, what people call neurotypical, does not have any kind of diagnosis. And she gets a B on a paper and comes home crying because she feels so badly about herself and has expected perfection because every bit of attention in her view is going to her brother who has so many needs, who doesn't talk and who's nonverbal and who needs therapy from physical therapists and occupational therapists and speech and language therapists and psychologists. and So the sibling often feels lost in the shuffle and expresses it um, therapeutically, and it can be helpful for the, the family dynamic to, to learn how to deal with that. Tell our uh, viewers and listeners uh, some of the books you've written so far. Well, I, the, my first and you know earliest book that didn't get published first is um, cause, called Does God Have an Email Address? And it's probably my favorite because it's dear to my heart. My son's um, Labrador passed away, and we were laying in bed. He was a young teen at the time trying to figure out why his dog died. His dog was hit by a car in a, in a tragic accident. And um, I wrote that story with him, and Norm Bendel illustrated it. So that might be my favorite. Um, it's a therapeutic tool only in the sense that grief and loss are different for each person, and it shows my son and his process that he went through with grief. And it highlights some of 
um, the things that some other individuals might go through, like wishing to turn back time, wishing to have a miracle come along, things that if you had another family member dying um, of something or, or ill, that you might have the same wish fulfillment. So it's an interesting book. Um, the second one that I alluded to earlier was kitchen table therapy, and that's therapeutic um, fun activities. It's a guide for a family, a fun-filled guide. Um, and the most recent is Autism in You, which is the book on autism. And that's going to be one of many diagnoses. We're working on ADHD in you right now. So you're going to have a different children's book? Are these children's These books? are all. They're meant to go to both a child audience and an adult audience. So they're an interesting hybrid book because the first part's a story that you could tell a sibling of a child with ADHD or read to a school class who's trying to understand why somebody has to go walk papers to the office and is hyperactive and can't sit still. So it's a book that's a story, but then it's a resource guide in the back. So it's both a children's and an adult book. Well, we've been talking with Dr. Lauren Gerber, the psychologist and author. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being with us today. Heck, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.